0: Hi everyone, welcome to Being Patient Perspectives. I'm Deborah Kahn, founder of Being Patient. Well, um, our Being Patient um, Perspective segment gives us the opportunity to look at the first person perspective of what it's like to live with a neurodegenerative condition. And today we would, we thought we would focus on brain injury. Um, people who have had repeated concussions and are experiencing um, cognitive difficulties due to those concussions. So joining us today um, is Chris Boyce. He joins us from Florida. He's a former hockey player. He played for 28 years, suffered multiple concussions, and is living today with cognitive difficulties. Chris, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So let's just start first with your hockey career. Um, you know, longtime hockey player. I'm sure you had many blows to the head. Is that, is that right?
1: yeah i started i started in uh 12th grade um back then we we really didn't talk about concussions you know basically we got hit we got back up you know that was the mentality you know you didn't want to let your team down so
0: you started in high school, and you continued to play for quite a while. Um, when was the turning point for you? Um, and did you relate it right away to the fact that you were an athlete who had suffered
1: multiple concussions? Well, yeah, like I was telling you, in 2007, I had two concussions within basically a week of each other. Um, first one, I hit a guy head on head going full speed um i hit hit the ground automatically i had pain in the back of my head my spine i got up i saw stars and really didn't think too much of it after that i really just i continued the game (laughs) trying to be a tough guy um the following week i played again this time i hit a player shoulder on shoulder Um, same head pain back pain i hit the ground but this time it was a little bit different. Felt different. So at that point, you know, I got myself to the emergency room where they told me I had a concussion.
0: So when you say I felt different, I mean, I mean, you know, you you were someone who was used to getting hit in the head, it sounds like many times. And like you said, I mean, there wasn't any concussion protocol back then. So you just get right back up and continue playing. Um, When you said that time it felt differently, what do you mean by that exactly?
1: It just didn't quite feel like me um you know i I really noticed the following morning when i woke up i mean i woke up i I really i felt like a new person and i had uh, constant uh, i got tendonitis you know i still have it to this day it's 24 hours a day so i I just i felt different i didn't feel like chris anymore you know
0: so you went to the emergency room presumably and they did a scan what happened and what what did you find out
1: they did mris and they said nothing was wrong then from there you know i went from doctor to doctor to doctor you know doing cognitive tests more mris and everyone was always saying we probably had brain damage but we couldn't see anything and it wasn't until i think 2009 or 2013 when we had the dti mri and that showed i had the axonal shear injury
0: what does that mean exactly
1: it's um, your axons. Basically, the way that I interpret it, your your wiring got sheared. Yeah.
0: So you got hit in the head so hard. Was it? Is it? Is it? Does it impact one specific part of the brain, like the frontal cortex, or is it just basically
1: your whole brain? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It's in the superior frontal lobe on mine, so I'm not. It just says white matter loss, uh, two microhemorrhages, and you know. So I'm not quite sure exactly. So,
0: so when you, from the time you first went to the emergency room till they picked up something on a special MRI, that was years. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, 2009, 2013. It was really frustrating, you know, going from doctor to doctor to doctor and just getting. You probably have brain injury.
0: And so presumably, presumably, you stopped playing hockey. Then is that was that the last time?
1: Uh, And, you know, I I think I took off about six months um, and continued playing because I I just loved it so much. And I I think I played up until maybe about 2014 and um, my anger issues and the sensory overload started getting worse. And I realized I can't be on the ice with these anger issues. So it's
0: so when you speak about anger issues, was that the first sign that something was wrong? It's like anger and sensory overload. It wasn't. It wasn't memory per se. Was it more um, mood swings?
1: The mood swings, the memory, the memory at work. I mean, I was constantly losing things at work. You know, getting hurt, falling off ladders. You know, um, my doctors had me on so many medications. You know, I was getting in car accidents. It was just they were just piling me with medications. You know. At one point, I was on probably about eleven different medications. So it's been
0: um, over over a decade now since you've been living with this condition. Um, is it Is it a neurodegenerative condition? is it do you feel like you're getting worse or how how you know how do you explain it?
1: From your perspective I, I feel like my memory's getting worse I feel like the personality, um, the rage issues are getting worse. Um, the, pe- the paranoia, the out-of-body feelings are those are my major, major problems. I just I feel like my mind's drifting further away. You know?
0: When you talk about that
1: outer body experience, we were talking
0: before this um, live talk, and you were explaining to me that when you go into stores, it's it's you get that. Can you tell us what that's like and? Um, you know, what brings it on? What does it feel like to be in a supermarket or a drugstore? store?
1: Yeah, the, the supermarket's a little bit different. It's, it's like, I was telling you the zombie feeling, it feels like you're super, super drugged up and you're zoning out. You're not aware of anything around you. I'm, I'm trying to focus on what I'm going to get. And, and sometimes it's so bad that you just start grabbing whatever you see in front of you, just to, just to get out of the store. And then the out-of-body feelings, that's that's a little bit different. That's when I start feeling like I'm floating around, like I'm on a cloud. And that can come about just me walking my dogs around the block. And I've noticed it's it definitely has more to do with sensory than anything. That's what brings it on.
0: But what do you do about it when that happens? I mean, is it can you respond to people? Can you talk? What what is it like?
1: Um, the store is I gotta get out. You know, I'm I'm so scared with the temper that I'm gonna I'm gonna bump into anybody. So I just got to get out of the situation. Um, when I'm home, for instance, walking the dogs and I come home and I have that, my new thing has definitely been getting in the garage and working out. And that seems to bring down the, uh, the out-of-body feelings. So that's, that's kind of cool stuff.
0: So. And what, one of the things I know you wanted to talk to us about is the role of exercise um, in terms of managing um, a neurological, um, problem. So tell us a little bit about how you use exercise and what are some, what's the impact?
1: Well, it kind of came on by, by accident. Um, last year when the whole pandemic started, um, my daughters couldn't be on the swim team anymore and we needed some, you know, something for them to do. So we ended Mm -hmm. up buying exercise equipment. And, um, so I started exercising with them and i started seeing the benefits with a lot of things so i've been continuing to do it since then
0: so when you say what are the benefits like what is the benefit so you work out and does it help reduce the anxiety the out-of-body experiences like what is the actual um uh what what is it that you feel with exercise that really helps
1: um definitely anxiety i've been working out a lot since before we started the program today so (laughs) That, that that definitely really helped. Um, depression, it, it helps with the depression a lot too. Um, it just makes me feel better in the morning. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel better about myself after I exercise.
0: So it sounds like um, on this journey from traumatic brain injury to getting a diagnosis to really coping with it, you've really had to, it sounds like you've had to manage this and figure things out for yourself. Did. Did any of the doctors um, you you went to really kind of give you a um, a playbook of how to manage um, your condition?
1: You know, everybody's just been throwing medications at me. Um, that's i um, last week was my final one. I was at fifty four medications right now. So you're on
0: fifty four medications.
1: That's how many I've been on since 2007. Wow, that's a lot. Start, of medication. Yeah, I stopped for six months, and last week I, I said, let me try one more, and it was a no-go, so you know, I'm done with it. I'm sticking with exercise and diet. So.
0: What types of
1: medication did they put? I mean, it sounds like you have a wide range of them, but were they name it. like antidepressants, yeah.
0: antidepressants,
1: antidepressants? Antidepressants, antipsychotics, um, ADHD medications, insomnia medications, just pretty much everything that was thrown at you.
0: Do you, and and just to be clear, you've never actually been given a diagnosis of CTE, right? Like many athletes have been. Yeah. I mean, the football players all have
1: that diagnosis. Yeah, suspected CTE. That's pretty much where they got me right now.
0: Why why only sus- uh, suspected? Why is it so difficult for someone who has traumatic brain injury to get that diagnosis?
1: I guess because there's no tests for it, really.
0: Well, what are they looking for though? I mean, is it is it much like Alzheimer's where if you have plaque in your brain, you know, that's considered a beginning hallmark um, for um, the road to dementia, is it, it or, or the tau tangles?
1: Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's the tau tangles. And I know they look at your history. And The, the problem is all these symptoms can, can be just a brain injury. So a lot of people look at the symptoms and say, I have CTE when in fact, you might not, so.
0: Yeah. Is it? Um, I'm curious if it's like uh, you know, some days are better than others. Is it? Is it a? Is it a decline or is it kind of like you know, peaks and troughs, like up and down, up and down, in terms of you know how you're coping and your memory and anger, etc.
1: It's pretty consistent. Um, you know, come around two, three o'clock every day. I know I'm going to start start going downhill with you know with all the out of body and paranoia and even the i get visuals in my mind it's it's like it's not really quite a hallucination but it's i can see him so vividly so i mean everything starts to really go downhill in the afternoon
0: so do you feel like you're kind of someone who's watching someone else inside your own body is that a fair way to describe it
1: exactly yep it's like i'm I'm watching myself from the outside yep
0: and to bring yourself back, you just have to, is it like an episode? So does it come and then last for a little while and then
1: go? It can, it can last for hours. It can literally last for hours. Um, going to the beach will get rid of it pretty quick. Um, floating why? The, what was that?
0: What, why going to the beach will get rid of I it? I love
1: the beach. So I guess it's, it's just soothing for me. Um, floating in the water is something I've, I've learned that that really helps me. So next year we plan on getting a pool. So hopefully <laughs> that's really going to help a lot.
0: That's, um, I mean, it's it's fascinating for me to hear how you describe these symptoms. And I'm just wondering too, um, how, you know, because this is, is uh, I mean, we, we always equate CTE with the football players getting repeated concussions. And now I think we're learning more, but the fact of, The matter is someone like yourself, who's an athlete, can't really get a diagnosis. um, Makes me think that must be really difficult, you know, when you don't have and you don't really know how to treat it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what type of doctors have you been going to?
1: All neurologists, psychiatrists, therapists, uh, the psychiatrists and therapists really, they, they really don't know what to do with me. <laughs> yeah. Every time I tell them I have these symptoms, they, they kind of brush it off. I
0: mean, and I can imagine that gets really frustrating.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, Chris, on on this journey, I mean, it's been now over a decade. Um, what is it that you would say to other people? because obviously you've just you're an exception to the rule in that you're training yourself about how to manage this. Um, but you know, there's obviously a problem there. It's obviously not going away. Um, so, you know, looking back on all of the doctors, uh, um, you've seen all of the medication you're taking, is there, is there any insight that you can offer other people who may be experiencing the same thing?
1: You know, I I wish I would have stuck with diet and exercise first. Um, the medications really masked all my symptoms. So, you know, I really didn't understand them until I got off the medication. So now I'm starting to really you know, dissect what each, you know, what each of them do.
0: And what, what diet, like what's worked for you?
1: I I don't have an exact diet, you know, it's just fruits, vegetables, and fish and, and some pork, you know, I stay away from all the sugary stuff. And, you know, I still believe in my cheat days, you know, <laughs> everybody needs a cheat day. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's nothing wrong with that, but I mean, you know, for instance, in the morning, it's just oatmeal and berries and a coffee. Um, in the afternoon, uh protein shake, maybe a banana, and then at dinner time we'll have, you know, fish and vegetables. So it's pretty consistent. And I'll eat fruit all day long. So Right. And you exercise. Do you tell us a
0: little bit about your exercise routine? What does that look like every day?
1: Um, well, this morning I walked on the beach. Uh, we I actually did more than I normally do. I, I try to set a goal for a mile. Um, I did four miles on the beach this morning. Wow. So I kind of combine it with my hobby. I like um, collecting beach rocks. So, you know, in the process of me walking, I was collecting beach rocks and and then I enjoy fishing. So after that, I went fishing for a while this morning. After that, I came home and uh, worked out for about an hour and 45 minutes. So that's that's what I'm shooting for every day. Wow,
0: you must have to eat a lot. That's a lot of
1: exercise. A lot of fruit, (laughs) yeah.
0: So, um, so and you know, we know with research so far that um, when you do aerobic exercise for, for at least half an hour every day, and it sounds like you're getting a lot more um, for you know, at least five days, if not seven days a week, we're actually adding grain matter to our hippocampus, the area of our brain that is responsible for memory. But I'm curious um, about the behavioral aspect because you describe a lot about the anger issues. Um, and exercise seems to work for you to kind of stabilize. Is it, am I right in assuming that or in saying that?
1: If, if, if I'm home and I'm paying attention to the symptoms, I can get myself in the garage and, and it's a nice quick fix just to bring myself down, yeah. Yeah, yeah which
0: makes, I mean, the, yet another, proof point of the the strong connection between exercise and um, cognition and you know brain health for that matter
1: yeah, you uh, got to pay attention to your symptoms so that's, yeah that's huge.
0: so we have a, a a viewer who's asking how do you motivate yourself to do exercises? I have vascular cognitive impairment, not depressed um, but unmotivated
1: yeah I mean first thing was my daughter's that was my biggest motivation. I wanted to work out with them. Um, they've left me now so i'm all by myself with the dogs but um you know my other motivation is nothing else is working for me so you know this is this is really all i have right now and um next summer or the summer after that i need to get spine surgery so me doing all this is gonna you know make my surgery recovery better so that's that's my motivation right there
0: is the spine related to the um, to, to the injuries you had? Pre,
1: pre- I'm, I'm guessing so. Yeah, I, I need two fusions, and I have disc disease throughout my spine, so I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. Um, and and that that viewer said, "What's your pick for this year's Stanley Cup?"
1: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Devils fan. Um, I can't watch hockey anymore. they you know, it bothers me too much. But um. They're out of the playoffs, so I am actually rooting for Vegas, so that's the goal of the night.
0: Well, well on that, um, Chris, thank you so much for your time and for your insight, Um, and I'm sure um, if people have any questions for you who have suffered traumatic brain injury or CTE, um, perhaps they can post this um, in the the Facebook thread. I know that you're on Facebook, Chris, um, so... You know, perhaps if they have um, the opportunity. And we have another question coming in um, asking, is there anything different about your relationship with your daughters and wife now? Are you against your kids being involved in contact sports?
1: Um, I have both my daughters on the swim team. Um, if they wanted to play hockey or any of those sports, I would say absolutely no. There's no way on earth. Yeah,
0: yeah it's um, – it's amazing how many, I've heard so many former athletes say that, you know, and, and even the, the scientists now, the researchers saying, no way. If yeah. uh, in, the science is now proving that repeated brain injury is, you know, is, is, is really very detrimental to our brain health, as you can testify. So Chris, thank you so much um, for your time. Um, And if any of our viewers want to contact or have another question, please leave it on the thread on Facebook and um, we'll either pass it along to Chris or he can check it himself and respond to you directly. Um, As always, we appreciate the first person perspective. Um, It sounds like you've been through a lot and we wish you all the best. Um, And, yeah, please keep us abreast if you um, gain any insights um, of something other than exercise and diet. Sounds like it's working well for you, but anything more would be greatly appreciated. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So if you want to watch more of these interviews, um, please subscribe to our newsletter at beingpatient.com. You can sign up. We'll let you know what's coming up next. Um, We have two series, one with an interview, like, Chris, um, from the first person perspective of people um, diagnosed with neurological um, uh, neurodegeneration um, of all sorts. And the second um, is a talk series called Brain Talks where we interview experts and we ask our experts to take your questions. So for more of those, please sign up for our newsletter on beingpatient.com. Thanks very much for watching.